Coming to you from Helping Our Music Evolve in Nashville, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now! And welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn. I am thrilled to be back here at Helping Our Music Evolve in East Nashville for another installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard All I've Become by Revel 9. That has been our opening theme song since pretty much forever here at The Quinn Spin and will be forever. Anyway, I am thrilled to be joined here in studio by Emma Ohm, who is an artist here in town, right here in Nashville, and she has a new single music video out, Not Your Savior, which is out now and also plenty to come so emma first of all thank you so much for joining us here today thanks for having me super fun thrilled to have you so we start every show with three standard questions and those you can answer these however you want those three questions are who are you what do you do and why on earth would you want to come on the quinn spin mm-hmm. all right cool i am electric emma um i am if you want to put it simply i'm an artist mm-hmm. i do music primarily sing play guitar produce write the songs lead the band sometimes write the charts um and i'm a dancer you'll see that a lot at shows i'm definitely get a little bit into the music a lot of the time and i will just start dancing and jump into the crowd and hope that people join me so um yes i'm an artist and why do I want to come on the Quinspin? Great title, very intriguing. Thank you. That was the first thing. I was All like, right. that's an interesting title. Nice. Haven't heard that one the, before. The two ends and spin really put it over the top. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It has a nice little flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love, I love, I love rhyming as a songwriter, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, pretty I, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts and it just seems like very organic it seems like just a really good conversation a lot of, I think a lot of podcasts can seem kind of scripted and stuff like that but I listened to the podcast you had with Claire Kelly and mm-hmm. I like how that went and I like just the vibe of it um, and you have put me on the UMC uh, playlist a couple of times so I was like I need to meet Gerard and I need to sit down and talk to him about music so. all right well that's what we're here to do and we do like to keep it organic here we mm-hmm. like to tell your story as you want it to be told so let's tell that story from the beginning, and we're going to talk about influences here, but not only artists, but also the people, the places, experiences, go as far back as you want and tell us what led you down this path of creativity that you've been on ever since. Yeah. Um, so I started, I, I haven't been doing music since I was like two. I've been doing music since I was like, I think 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Um, I started taking guitar lessons when I was probably 12 and I actually, I saw my brother in his room shredding and I was like, man, like I want to play guitar. I feel like it's all the guys that are playing guitar, but I want to play guitar. So I started playing guitar and I started acoustic um, and then I started to really like it. I started putting, um, making songs and and singing along with the guitar Um, and yeah, it all just kind of developed from there. It was just something that I could, it was something that really felt like my own. I think when I was young, I didn't, I tried a lot of different things, but nothing really stuck until I found music. And I was like, hmm, I've been in my room for eight hours. I think I like this. <laughs> so it, it just, you know, it just kind of found me, I suppose. Um, and yeah, so I started taking lessons and I started performing out. And once I got into high school, I really started expanding. I did jazz band. I did um, this musicians club. Um, I was in a couple bands. Uh, I did drama. I just kind of did everything. I came from a school where I was from four to 14. There was 45 kids in my grade. So when I got to high school, there was thousands of people in that school. Mm -hmm. So everything kind of opened up. Um, And then, yeah, when I was 18, I moved to Nashville to pursue the dream. So it's been pretty, pretty good since then. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about coming to Nashville. So what that was like for you, first of all, you came here as a student, correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. So talk about what that was like and what you learned about Nashville in your first, you know, couple years here. And also some of the things you wish you might have known before coming here that have helped you along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I came to Nashville, I definitely had stars in my eyes. Like I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Um, I was looking for colleges, but I was mostly like, yeah, mom and dad, I'll go to college, but I also want to be in a music city. So I was like, Nashville is definitely that place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the first couple years I was very kind of enchanted and I just, same kind of deal. I tried a lot of things. I met a lot of different people. I performed a lot. Um, I had a band and that was going really well. Um, and then, and then I, Again, I played with great people, but then they kind of all went separate ways a little bit. One moved back to Texas, one um, joined another group, one I don't even think does music that much anymore. And it was a little bit of a bummer for me. Um, I think... I think as artists, we're very sensitive people. Mm-hmm. And when someone is in our project and, and we grow to like them and we get you know attached in a way and they leave, it's sad and you miss them. Um, but something big that I've learned from being here is that you know, you can't take those things personally. Right. And if you love what you do, you're going to find the right people to do it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to, it's good to like people and, you know, get to know them and, and have a relationship. But, you know, you also have to not get too, too attached because, you know, your, your drummer might change in six months or whatever it is. Um, so that was a big thing for me was just learning to be okay with kind of, you know, um, working with different people and and kind of rotating around a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was definitely a -hmm. a big thing so far. But all all in all, this community is super supportive. Oh, yeah. That's been really nice. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, dynamics change, relationships change, you know, and as you go, like, as you pursue something, you know, for years upon years, you realize that sometimes like, you know, so many dynamics of your projects have changed. The projects themselves have evolved into different things. Like this show, for instance, I had a bunch of co-hosts. It was like a morning show type of thing, like way back when we started it. And now I'm just sitting here one-on-one in a studio in Nashville with you, you know? So it's like things kind of take on a life of their own and, you know, relationships play into that and, you know, the ways you work with different people and just what they bring to the table, you know? And I find too that you know the longer you do something the more you realize the toughness that you need to have to weather all those storms whether things you know changing whether things you know not working out mm-hmm. for one reason or another yeah. you know and there is definitely the sense of outlasting a lot of factors to continue pursuing your creative journey and your mm-hmm. passions right right yeah there's definitely resilience is not um not optional it's required you know if there's Mm -hmm. a list of requirements that's a big one um so so yeah i think that's something i've learned a lot um let's see what else what else is there um to that point of resilience you know you really find out what you're made of yeah you know and you really find out if this is for you after a while right right, you know everybody especially early on when we're learning you know and we're we're just kind of starting out on that journey we do run into a buzzsaw once in a while as far as like maybe you know artists you know do get taken advantage of Mm -hmm. people in the industry do get taken advantage of from time to time it's all how you respond to that it's all whether you're going to let that get you down or whether you're going to find a way around that to keep going right right yeah one i think i think that's a big blessing too because there's a lot of times where like i will see the people that are making it or the people that are famous and i'll be like 
feel like I have that. And, you know, we always think about, we always look at those people and a lot of times, like, not trying to throw shade, but like a lot of them, it's not about the music. They're, mm-hmm. It's more about their dance moves in there and how they look and about like, you know, how much money they're putting in. And you feel like it's not really authentic. Um, so there's so many times where I'm like, but I, I feel like I work hard at what I do and I have the talent, like the music is there as well as, as, as well as everything else. And it's like, why isn't that me? But then it's like, they probably had to sacrifice a lot. They probably had to sign a deal and now they had to sign over their rights and someone is kind of puppeting them to an extent. So that's a big goal for me is like just to not be somebody's puppet. You know, right. it's like, this is the path I choose. I, I want to be independent because I have the control. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think they want that, like the big lights and everything and then they get it and they realize they lost what they had initially, which was like the best thing to them. Right, So right. It can be very hard to maintain that sense of authenticity. Yeah. You know, yeah. one example I keep bringing up on the show is Lady Gaga who despite the big deal and everything and the pop star attention yeah. like there is always something very quirky and authentic about her mm. that she never lost mm, yeah. and now like she's been able to parlay that and gotten to this point where she can do whatever she wants you know she could go do movies mm. she could put out a jazz album with you know Tony Bennett you know she could do whatever she wants because she played that game she made her money but she always was true to herself and she yeah. always knew that she wanted something beyond that right, right you know but I understand, you know, for a young artist and kind of like, you know, seeing your name up in lights, it could be very intoxicating, mm-hmm. right? It could be hard to really keep yourself, you know, when all this momentum seems to be building in this other direction, you kind of chase that, you know, but when that dries up or tastes change and all of a sudden you're not the it thing anymore, what do you do? How do you mm-hmm. reinvent? Mm-hmm. When you're not the it thing anymore. Uh, so when it's about more than, when it's about more than music, when it's about more of the show or the right the fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, that's something that I hope I don't have to deal with too, too much because I think, I think it's good to, I mean, if you want to, if you want to make it as an artist, you do have to have, you have to have an image and you have to have some of those things. But um, maybe I can use examples of people that I really like. There's this artist named Sammy Ray. I think she's actually from the Northeast. I think she might be from New Jersey. Oh, really? But she, I think she lives in New York now. New York's Mm -hmm. like her place, but I think she's from New Jersey. But she has a really cool style. She has, her voice reminds me of a blend of like Ella Fitzgerald and like maybe some other pop star, more current pop star. Mm -hmm. Um, just like very old school but somehow very current as well and um i don't know she just she she calls herself sammy ray and the friends Mm -hmm. and that's what it feels like when i see a live performance of her i haven't seen it in person but i see it on youtube and the energy is just her and this big group this big band there's horns there's background singers and they're all just like on stage like doing their thing but like smiling at each other and like laughing and Mm -hmm. just having a good time and um I mean, I think, so that's definitely an image. It's like this thing of like you and your friends on stage. But that's such a cool thing that like lends itself to your music. Right. I feel like as long as the other stuff really relates to the music, it's as long as it's not taking away, it's just adding to it. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think so. authenticity is very important to work into that image yeah. you know have it have that image be real right just amplified for public consumption right, right. just presented right. and polished but it is still you right you know i mean right. there's a certain quality standard of polish of all your materials and photos and this that and the other thing that you need to put out there mm-hmm. but you know if it's not you and if it's not authentic people can tell i think people can tell that more than ever you know especially mm-hmm. with social media what social media i think is really exposed to a point is what's real versus what's not i think anybody who's been on instagram long enough can really 
tell like <laughs> you know this person's kind of faking their way through it versus this person's giving me a real authentic look in what they're doing right you know and I think that authenticity in the industry in general is becoming more and more important to artists mm-hmm. you know who aren't necessarily chasing the big deal but mm-hmm. are just chasing a way to make a living doing what they love right right definitely there's probably a there's probably an in the middle I guess the scary thing is you can't always choose like yeah, I think I want to get famous to the point of having 2 million fans or I want to be famous with 100,000 fans. It's like you can't really pick how many people end up liking you. Right. Um, but at the same at the same time you can't control how you handle it and I guess if it ever gets really bad you can kind of you can kind of walk away or you can you can say no and you can go do it your way or you know there's always options. So Yeah, there's always a way to keep going. Yeah. There's always a way yeah. forward, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be one or another. Yeah. You know, there are mm-hmm. multiple different paths you can take and right. all of them will lead you somewhere right right you know? right so yeah and in the meantime you have been putting out some fantastic material Thank not you. your savior just came out not too long ago and you have a music video that your brother actually helped you yeah. with who's an accomplished uh, filmmaker yes. in his own right so let's talk about the single let's talk about the video yeah. um just who worked with you on it and how it all came together mm-hmm. and the finished product as it stands yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this this not your savior is off of the next EP called Shaggy Head, and I wrote all the tunes by myself. There's five tunes. Yeah, I wrote them all. Um, co-writing is cool. I've gotten a little bit more into it since moving to Nashville, but I've always loved writing my own songs. So, not your savior is just a tune that I was when I I don't know when I get emotional and I want to write a song, I kind of just lock myself in my room. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't lend itself to being like calling up a friend and being like hey you want to write this with me i'm usually just like okay i gotta write this <laughs> so i just kind of just kind of wrote that one um it's it's definitely a message that is relatable and that's maybe been said before but i think it's one that's a good one to drive home it's like i want to be your lover not your mother kind mm-hmm. of a thing right um because i think a lot of people getting in relationships sometimes don't realize the role they're actually playing right so it's right, kind right. of a sassy look at that kind of a Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of a thing going on. Um, and yeah, I recorded it at the studios at Belmont. So they're really nice studios, really, really blessed to have been used, been able to use that space. Um, and I had three piece horn section on that. And then I had a really great rhythm section as well. Um, it was mixed, uh, by, um, a guy from back home that actually worked on my first EP with me when I was 16 or 17. And mm-hmm. I listen to it now and I, it's really good production, but my voice is just kind of like, eh. But it was like six years ago. So. Yeah. But I was I was doing it, which is what matters. Yeah. Um, I think what's yeah. important, you know, to note there is, you know, if you don't like your old stuff, that means you've evolved, right? right, right. <laughs> that means you've yeah. grown since then. Yeah. Well, yeah. then there's definitely there's definitely things I like about it, but it's just like I'm like, well, I could have sung that better now, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right? Or that was kind of wordy or whatever, and now I can say that more concisely. So yeah, I mean, I just um, yeah, I'm I'm glad I released a lot of music when I was young. I released. Um, I released a four song EP when I was 17. Then I released an eight or nine song EP when I was reverse that 16 and 17, I think. Mm -hmm. No, 17 and 18, something like that. I don't know. But yeah. And I look back on those and I'm like, those were good, but I've gotten so much better, but I'm glad I did that. That's how you learn. Absolutely. So it's all building blocks. Yeah. You know, one thing gets you to the next project, gets you to the next project and you take something from each one. Right. That, informs your creative path your vision and Mm -hmm. also you know you just 
acquire skills over right. time right you know mm-hmm. like you're not going to know it all on that first project right you know and a lot of artists what they're choosing to do now is like okay let me like put out this basic idea of who i am and want to be as an artist and then grow from there let me not try to go for it all and mm. all this grandiose soundscape stuff right mm-hmm. now let me put out something simple mm-hmm. accessible to let people get to know me and my right. voice right. and then from there they start to play a little more and as they learn a little more about production maybe they learn another instrument or two like they're able to throw more things into the pot the next time around yeah yeah, definitely. That's the exciting part that you're just always growing, mm-hmm. always evolving. So, mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of being in this world, this creative right. world is right. you can do that. Mm-hmm. And there are really no rules. Yeah. You know, there are no rules. You can yeah. just keep going for it you right. know, and try new things. And hey, if it works, it works. If not, you can leave it on the cutting room floor. No mm-hmm. one will know. Right. Shh. <laughs> that's my dirty secret. You don't want to see it. You don't want to hear it. It's not. But it I, it helps me grow. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. even like for me going back, doing college radio, like those episodes mm-hmm. will never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, yeah. you will never hear the those episodes yeah. but if i didn't do that i wouldn't have started this podcast and mm. if i didn't do that all this other stuff with umc like right. wouldn't have evolved to the point where again i'm sitting here in a studio in nashville right you know? so many i mean all our decisions build on each other so it's it's good but we were like making the right ones we pat ourselves on the back a little bit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't realize it until years later yeah. but like that butterfly effect that takes place just right. from like right doing a college radio show or getting into music when you're 11 12 years old yeah. like it leads you to this really cool place where you get to do a lot of really cool things yeah we're well, not always gonna feel it either like sometimes you're just like i guess i'll just try it and do it i don't know if i'm like feeling like a ooh, this is gonna be something special yeah or, you don't always feel the butterflies but mm-hmm. maybe they come later yeah so yeah it's oh. kind of faith in the process yeah and like yeah. even throughout that process even years into it like there's no way to really know like day by day like that you're making progress right because you're so in the weeds of it right and you're creating and you're just there and like you you kind of have to let other people tell you the progress yeah. you're making yeah. you know yeah. like you know for me i'm just like here writing blog posts and mm-hmm. whatever yeah. post by post almost 2500 strong now mm. and it's like <laughs> i like i don't feel the progress like the in leaps and bounds mm. you know it's like word by word sentence by sentence mm-hmm. episode by episode like yeah. a little better every time and you know i'll run into an artist or somebody that i know in town like six months after i've seen them last they're like yeah it seems like it's really grown i'm like good good because <laughs> yeah. like i don't see it i'm just right. i'm in the hole you know right, <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm doing the work yeah, so it's like, tell me how you feel because i don't i don't know unless you tell me <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. right so the ep um shaggy head coming out later this year so let's talk a little more about that and what we can expect yeah yeah um yeah shaggy head five tunes on that one um yeah they're all i would well okay i'd say three of them are like soul funk motown Mm -hmm. you'll get kind of an old school vintagey vibe from it um yeah there's horns on three of them yeah so those are those are the ones that are kind of more motown more funky more um bringing back the old school kind of stuff. And then there's two other ones. One is very like surf rock, which is cool because I've never done a song like that. So mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. Um, and then the other is an eight minute long like space jam. It's like Pink Floyd crazy. Um, and I'm just excited. I, I, I just, I'm glad I can... People say all these different things about how you have to really brand yourself a specific way. And mm-hmm. I respect that. I'm sure there's a formula to that. 
But like, I'm also young and I have all these awesome ideas. And if I like something and it doesn't fit perfectly into a box, but it's like really good and really authentic, then I'm like, I'm just going to release this, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, so yeah, there'll be a little bit of what you kind of expect from me. And then a little bit of like, oh, that's her. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it'll give you a taste of a lot of different things. Yeah. But again, it's like you know it my personality is is very like like some of the songs are very in your face and very fiery and that's definitely a big part of me mm-hmm. and then there's some of the stuff that is a little more sweet and a little more laid back and a little and very powerful but in kind of a softer way right. so i'm really excited to kind of show those two different sides mm-hmm. so i think it'll be a good a good mix yeah yeah and i think the authenticity is the common thread yeah. you know and that is what makes it your work right, right? like a lot of the artists that endure over years and decades even like each project might sound different but Mm. there's just that like sensibility of this is them Mm. you know that that kind of permeates through the work no matter what they've tried artistically Mm. you know and those tend to be the people that really you know are able to last in the public eye and Mm. continue to engage new generations of fans bring Mm. bring the old ones back to you know and keep them interested in what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know it's just that common like thread that sensibility of okay like this sounds a little different from the last record which sounded different from the one before it but like it's still very much Mm. this artist or this band you know Mm -hmm. i think the element of surprise is great like because there's so many things that i've done that i that i wasn't planning to do like i surprised myself and then i surprised other people through that um because you do have to kind of reinvent yourself too absolutely to keep people interested um Absolutely. I think as, you know, as a fan of music, like I don't want to hear the artists that I like doing the same thing Mm -hmm. over and over again. You know, I think a modern example that's done a really good job of evolving is the killers Mm. you know they were kind of that like indie rock like they had a little bit they had that new wave sensibility about their work you know early on with the hot fuss album and but they they were more on that like indie sphere right Mm. in terms of their sound there was a little more grit and now they've evolved into this polish and like these huge soundscapes and even like they've worked some funk in with the man Mm. you know that single that they had off a wonderful wonderful and they've evolved every album a little different from the one before it but it's still the killers and you can still hear that like okay like when i hear brandon flowers sing and play his keys and play his synth like i know Mm. that's a killer song before Mm. he even says a word you know before you know before it really gets to the hook it's Mm. like yes this feels like them you know despite being different from you know mr brightside to runaways to the man to run run for cover like they're all very different songs Mm -hmm. but there's just that thread of like yeah yeah like this is them this belongs to them and it makes sense right well they have that fan that fan base too where it's like your fans are going to come with you and kind of come along for the ride and they're going to be with you as you grow Mm -hmm. so i feel like yeah once you have that loyal fan base sometimes you can you can throw them through loops and they'll be like this is great <laughs> oh yeah so yeah. Yeah. yeah in the end the people that are going to stick with you stick with you because it's you right. you know don't i mean yeah they might like what you sound like too they might mm-hmm. like the music in itself mm-hmm. but they're going to stick with you because they like what you're about as an artist and what you bring to the table too yeah. i think that's very important very understated mm. and that, I, I don't think a lot of fans even realize that mm. like why they like what they like mm. you know mm. until it's pointed out like that like yeah you know 
there's just something about that particular act that draws them to that act time and time again right over the years definitely yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah so um, i asked this next question uh knowing that we are in strange times <laughs> knowing that nobody quite knows what their future plans are you know in terms of hitting the road and what have you but after shaggy head uh what are your hopes for the future what do you yeah. want to do to get yeah. back out there the funny thing is even before all the coronavirus stuff I'm always kind of indecisive. I think everybody is. I think having a plan when you're young is good, but it's just a plan. It's not, you can waver from your plan and you can, you know, take an opportunity that presents itself. So I would say like generally, I want to do the typical stuff. I want to release this album. I want to tour and promote it and hopefully just gain some new fans. Um, Through it all, I'm I'm always writing. I think some people like they tour and stuff and they stop writing a bit. I'm always writing. I have so many ideas. So like I'll probably be doing a lot of that. Um, And then I also kind of like to work on other skills too. I um, am an avid dancer as well as a musician. So I'm definitely interested in doing like a dance video soon. I am doing a music video too for Shaggy Head. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be very like 1920s. And I'm kind of thinking of having a big dance scene. Um, just kind of throwing out all the stops. You know, I mean, you see music videos now. They're insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like putting a, trying to put a little bit of money behind it and, you know, some really good crew members. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are the general mm-hmm. things I'm I'm aiming for. Yeah. So. And by utilizing those other skills, right? Like mm-hmm. utilizing your dance background, that mm-hmm. might bring in a whole new subset of fans. Right. That like are drawn to it because like they just happen to catch this video. Yeah. And it's like, oh wow. Oh, she's singing too. Oh, right. she plays like I think any of us in the creative space, especially in this day and age where everything's digital, need to have different skills and different things we bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know how people survive like saying like I'm just a singer. Right. Really? Like do you even have like you have to have at least like your own recording setup. You have to at least have like a decent demo mic. You have to kind of be able to make demos. You have to be fluid with social media. You have to Yeah, I would think you'd have to play an instrument a little bit. Otherwise, I don't know how you come up with your songs. Right. You know, it's like so many things that if you don't have these other base at least basic level skills, I don't I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And, and I mean, that's just the musical stuff. And then yeah. you get into the marketing, the branding yeah. end of things, yeah. you know, the being able to put yourself out there and again, creating that authentic brand mm-hmm. that people can latch on to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think all of us, you know, are multi-talented in terms of the art we create now or should be. And also, you know, in terms of the way we promote that art. Right. You know, we're all entrepreneurs. Right. We're all business owners, yeah. whether we're musicians or content creators or what have you right we all have to have multiple tools in the build Mm -hmm. so to speak yeah that's how you survive otherwise you're gonna gonna be discarded so (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's intense yeah gotta find ways to keep yourself top of mind well emma this was fantastic thank you for joining the show today so much fun absolutely now before i let you go just want to give you a chance to tell people where they can learn more about you online sure um i say instagram is one of the easiest ones um instagram.com slash emma underscore ohm o-h-m underscore music with a q the q is important it gives me swag so yeah <laughs> uh that's that's just a good place because i ha- always have a link in my bio to the most recent thing right now it's the not your savior music video um so that's like 
you know, usually the thing that I'm most proud of or the most recent thing. Um, and like where I post the most updates about shows and stuff. Yeah. So that's that. Um, Facebook is just facebook.com slash uh, Emma Ohm official. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spell official. You guys can figure that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to just assume y'all are smart. Um, and then what are the other ones? YouTube is just YouTube. It's just Emma Ohm. Just Google search, or search that. Um, website is emmaohm.com. And then I'm on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer. Um, yeah, I think those are all the important ones. All I can't right. think of anything else. <laughs> Make sure you check all that out online. Emma Ohm, Not Your Savior, the new single and music video out now. Also the Shaggy Head EP coming very soon so this has been the quinn spin two ends and quinn two ends and spin which we of course acknowledged here on the show you can find it on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor stitcher and more as well as at undergroundmusiccollective.com that is our central hub and on all the socials instagram facebook twitter you can also learn more about umc on those channels as well as the umc 20 playlist on spotify and daily reviews features and more on undergroundmusiccollective.com we will be joined Joined by Gavin Shea of Richard String and Handmade Productions on the next episode of the Quinn Spin, which hits June 1st, starting off June right, because that is the first Monday. Till then, the Mad Sugars, We Want the Night, our closing theme song here at the Quinn Spin is about to play for you, so I'm going to let that do its job. Expect who will meet
There's no telling 